as a continuation of the music as a container idea, I realized that once I started getting new instruments like new acoustic guitars and especially the lap steel, um, my music took on a different character. It wasn't that I was really into country and western music. I did like some of the stuff that came out in the 1980s that was more uh, that had more guitars on it. And in the 1990s, I started to get really interested in Daniel Lenoir. And he played lap steels and pedal steels. And David Gilmore played lap steel, as did Steve Howe. That's the instrument that kind of brings in the Americana into all kinds of music and all kinds of cultures. Because it, its characteristics are so profound I've incorporated a lot of that in my Music for Places series. And it's not intentional. It's just that the fact that I use these instruments makes it sound more Americana. Uh, I've always loved the pedal steel. I don't personally play it, but I've really enjoyed lots of music that has that on it. It's just a fascinating instrument to me. But when you think about country music in general and its profound effect on rock and roll, you can't dismiss it. It's just embedded in it. I was thinking about uh, Elton John. Now, Elton John's album, Tumbleweed Connection, is one of my favorite albums, and it's so country. But I think the country elements come in from Bernie Taupin, essentially. Not so much Elton John. They're coming in through the the mythologies of the American West coming through uh, Bernie Toppin's fascination with that. Now, it's interesting, uh, a couple weeks ago, I listened to a podcast with an author of a new book on the Alamo, and he asserts in the book that what we have known about the Alamo is is mostly false. The, the history uh, says something different about what actually happened there. And he included a chapter in there about Phil Collins, who apparently has this huge collection of memorabilia about the Alamo. So that's interesting to me that these English musicians are so interested in Americana. We know something more about the Alamo now. So these kinds of mythologies are really kind of coming in through popular culture, primarily TV and cinema. So the fact that I'm scoring uh, music for photographs is sort of connected because it's similar to scoring for a motion picture because those kinds of things culturally are embedded. So take, for example, John Wayne, John Wayne films. A lot of the understanding of the Alamo comes through cinema. And I think that's where Phil Collins got his information, as did everybody. A lot of American culture comes out of Hollywood. So it's interesting, the connection of California with these myths, um, like all the myths that go along with the Doors and Jim Morrison and these uh, locations in Topanga Canyon, for example, uh, where there's this ghost of Jim Morrison there. So it makes sense that uh, there's a connection between Hollywood films and the scores of them or just music in general. 
Now, it's also interesting in terms of place or what a place sounds like. Now, what California sounds like is what it sounds like in a film. I think it's an interesting intersection between those two things. All places can have a soundtrack to them, whether you're listening to them in your headphones or it's just playing in your mind as, a, as an earworm. And that's one of the essential elements of what I'm trying to do with Music for Places because there's a connection in memory between places that we've been to and music associated with that. Personally, there's places that I see again and again, and, and somehow it reminds me of certain music. And it works the other way as well, is where I hear certain songs and then I can recall the place. I think it's scientifically been proven that there's a an encoding that happens there. And I noticed that uh, as soon as I, I had my first uh, iPod where I was listening to music and, and podcasts while I was walking around, and I noticed that uh, when I listened to a podcast again, I recalled a place where I listened to that particular section. And it, it seems to work all the time, although those things kind of fade over time. The memory do, of that doesn't stay. But there's definitely a part of the brain that uh, uh, sees the world as kind of a movie. And, and music is, is a part of that. What's ironic now with the American West is that it has become a bleak environment. And that's interesting as well because a lot of the films that have been made there are disaster movies. And its fall has been depicted in the films that it's made. So the seeds of its destruction is there within cinema. Obviously, these kinds of experiences can also be in books. Uh, in novels and poetry and in other writings. Um, now there's a, a couple of books that I'm reading now which kind of touch on the connection with the California mythologies. One of them is Rock Me on the Water by Ronald Brownstein. It's a chronicle of the year 1974. And I've only read a little bit of it, but it kind of captures the mood of the way California was in the 1970s, uh, specifically uh, with the music industry and the zeitgeist that was happening back then with the various artists that were kind of uh, in the California area and recording there. Yeah, so the, the recordings tend to have that California sound to them. Now, the the song that I re recently released, Bronson Tropics, kind of picks up on that, uh, th that kind of breezy vibe of Southern California at the time. But on the opposite end of that, on the more dark end, there's the, uh, the classic book by Joan Didion, uh, Slouching Towards Bethlehem, which I totally recommend in terms of getting an idea or the feel of the Southern California area in the 1960s. And that changed drastically after the 1960s. It kind of maybe became a little bit brighter in some ways. Uh, the 60s, at least in her writings, had these uh, kind of dark elements to them with Charles Manson and other things. Uh, and then there's this other book that I 
have been grazing on. It's called City at the Edge of Forever by Peter Lumenfeld. And this is kind of a chronological or chronicle of the Los Angeles area, uh, not just in the 1970s, but uh, over several decades, uh, where you can get kind of the same vibe or feel of Southern California. Uh, there's a couple other tracks that I put on the album. One of them is Napomo, which is a, a a town in California. I think it's in the Central Valley. And uh, and then there's uh, Bronson Tropics. And um, there's a couple other songs that I, I'm currently working on, which take place in California. So there's a certain uh, sonic vibe that I'm going after with this. Because it's something that I hear in my head and it's the sound of the place.